Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, October 25th. It's the flag on the play. It's National Chucky Doll Day. Like the thing, the creepy oh, looking thing. I know the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never seen that movie, to be honest. I saw like the um the like newer version that came out a couple years ago, and it's one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It is horrible. So we're we shouldn't celebrate this, I guess. But the options yeah. were slim, so we got to. I don't um, know why people are scared of Chucky. Like, could you not just kick the shit out of it? It's like, <laughs> it's like one Two foot feet tall. and one foot plastic. Tall. True, true. But yeah, I, like, like, I'm just saying, there's scarier things out there than Chucky. I think I, like, I, I can think get that's that fair. That. Yeah, like spiders, yeah. tarantulas, yeah. stuff Clowns. like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. The man who's yeah. not afraid of Chucky is Alex, by the way. That's me. Yeah, not afraid of Chucky. Um, but I am afraid of how bad the uh, NFL games were today. Yes. Frightening, frightening how bad yes. they were. Boo. Spooky side. Not a lot of great stuff out there, but you know what? Yeah. We're putting in our work regardless. That's we don't right. take off yeah. days. Owen, we are, we got to you now. You're online today. How's it yeah. going? It's going good. Phil, when you when you opened the show, I was terrified that you were going to say it was National Tight Ends Day. I was actually like shaking in fear because I just didn't want to hear that term. I, I, like, I don't want to hear it ever, but I've heard it like 50 times today. So thank you for choosing a different day to celebrate. You want to talk scary. How about today when the ball was on its way to a tight end and you could uh-huh. hear the announcer ready the words, happy uh-huh. national tight end day. That's yeah. that's more scary than Chuck yeah. for sure. It's absolutely terrifying. But uh, but yeah, the games today were, they stunk. They were absolutely putrid. Um, the lines were massive and like every team covered like the all the all the favorites covered except for phil's uh lock so that's good to know it's i have a tendency see. of getting things wrong so don't worry i'm used <laughs> yeah. to it uh yeah. you might notice at home we're playing on the penalty kill today we're a man short adam is yeah. uh currently in the jersey shore of canada just living it up so Kelowna, <laughs> yeah Kelowna, shout California. shout out to him i <laughs> uh, hope he's having a great time this is episode 50 and if you do some math We've actually missed two shows in the history of this show. We took a break in the summer, and we took a break in the middle of the NFL season because I was on a plane. And um, this is so this would be like a six month anniversary pod right here if you do the math. Wow! So I think we've come a long way. We we have come a long way, and I'm really proud of the boys. Wow! It's getting it's getting dusty emotional here. (laughs) <laughs> on the six month ending, we had to run back the OG crew. We sent Adam on a finance trip to, yeah, to the yeah. Jersey and he's going to have a good time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Just like we're going to send Tony to New York. If you listen to the last show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, it's the NFL. It was week seven today. As Owen mentioned, a total stinker. Um, the games, they didn't capture the hearts and minds of the nation. I think it's safe to say. I was uh, rather looking forward to other things as, as opposed to the NFL. But you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write down National Tight Ends Day as well to mention, but God, that is just the worst. <laughs> I just think of George Kittle's stupid haircut every oh, single time they see. said it, how much he was enjoying it, the mic'd up that's coming. Yeah. <clears throat> Not watching that. So you know what? Just no. I'm the National Day guy right now. And when I saw, when you know it's bad when I'm rejecting the National Day. That's what I meant. But we only that. do good National Days. So this yeah. obviously didn't make the cut. Like Chucky Day. Yeah. 
only the best. Only the <laughs> finest, hand-picked. Yeah. Simply the best. Uh, Sunday night football, the Colts, they beat the 49ers. 30 to 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an actual monsoon on the field. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Possibly the wettest game ever. Could have been. That was kind of crazy. Every second pass was getting dropped. Every single run, the guy was fumbling. Like every like third run, the guy was putting the ball in the carpet, at least in the first half. So, uh, you know, honestly, in one of those games, it's kind of hard to have any takeaway from me because it's like this is just a survival at this point. There's, there's like week to week, that game is a write off to me. But yeah. I mean, good for the Colts. They stuck it out in one. Every time the quarterbacks would throw, like it just didn't look like a good throw because the ball would just slip out of their hands every time. Shout out to Carson Wentz wearing two gloves, by the way. (laughs) That's it. Teddy Bridgewater was proud. That's a smart move. Yeah. Got to keep that grip. No doubt. Yeah. And the weather was doing a number on Carson Wentz because he was looking redder than I've ever seen him in my life. Like he was redder than his hair is. I thought it was my TV. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was crazy, yeah, but uh, but I mean, he was. I don't know if that was just the blood was just leaving his brain to his face because the plays he were his, he was making were just crazy man plays, absolutely psychotic. But I mean, he's, I love to see it. Yeah, he's never met a play he didn't know he could make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. kind of like Jameis Winston at this point. He he kind of is because he'll make a nice play and then he'll do something crazy and then make another nice play like that yeah. throw to Pittman at the end. That was a good toss. That was a nice ball. Yeah, I mean yeah. Pittman made it happen, but that was. But still, you got to place it there. So in that game, that was a nice ball. <laughs> yeah. You got to give him that. Yeah. And yeah. you know it's Carson Wentz when you're stunned when it's actually like kind of on target. You're like, whoa, damn, <laughs> yeah. he left that one up there. Yeah, <laughs> so. She Shut left it in a place where like three guys could get it. Yeah. And yeah. two of them were on the other team. <laughs> but you know what? Catchable ball. Um, yeah. San Francisco, I didn't really. That was a game to me I thought they should have had. You're at home. You're. Mm. It's playing to your strengths. You're a run first team. Or at least that's how you're built to be. And I didn't think they were really. I mean, I don't know when the forecast came in. I'm going to admit to that. I don't know when they announced that there was going to be hurricane rain on the field but it seems like that would be something you run through all week in practice like hey let's round the ball run the ball run the ball i mean in that game if you fall behind though you're in big trouble and they controlled like all the first half they were looking good at the start of the second half so i mean i don't know i thought it was pretty disappointing that they couldn't get the win for them especially off a bye but yeah good for indianapolis as well yeah that's what i was gonna say is it you know it's not like they just had one week to prepare they had two so realistically i mean i think they should have been more prepared than it looked like they were for this game and uh, it's just as clear to me. I, I don't think Shanahan has a lot of trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he wasn't pushing the ball down the field. And when he was throwing, you know, pushing the ball down the field, he was getting picked off or he was under throwing receivers or it was uh, it was just not pretty. So um, in my eyes, the 49ers are not this is not their year. And maybe it's time to start, you know, get Trey Lance healthy and uh, start getting him in there as, as soon as you can, because Jimmy right. G is not the answer here. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm with you there, and I I think we'll we'll talk about these teams again at the end. But San Francisco is one of those teams to me that they look really great when they're up by ten because yeah. they're able to move. They're like the, I mean, their secondary is obviously a weakness, but their run game's not that bad, and they mm-hmm. can push the ball. It seems like when they're down and trailing is when they're actually really hurting because, like you said, the coach doesn't appear to trust the quarterback. But that's been the theme there the last what three years? Yeah. So it's not all that surprising, but we'll, we'll touch on these teams at the end of this. Cause I will come back to it, but right. just, just bookmark and put a pin in it and we'll talk about it. But uh, the next game, I think story of the day is probably Kansas city and Tennessee. Tennessee wins this one, 27 to three. And you can already picture it right now. First take tomorrow, undisputed tomorrow, 
what's wrong with the Chiefs? What's wrong with Mahomes? First block on PTI when they kick off the show at like 331. Yeah. Trade Mahomes. Trade Mahomes. Two up for Mahomes. Could it happen? <laughs> is, is it possible? Yeah. A couple second round picks. Could could the deal could, get done? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, prayers up to him. He did take uh, one hell of a spill there. I, honestly, I would just give him next week off. I'm not even trying. That was a scary looking injury. Like, I don't care how he looks in practice. I don't care anything about that. Just uh, maybe take a week and settle settle down. That's what I would do there. But regardless, nonetheless, uh, bigger picture here. I saw some interesting points on Twitter about how in the NFL, a lot of the times, your windows are smaller than it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Like Seattle in the two, mid-2010s, right? They had that sort of run with the Legion of Boom, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Yep. Carolina obviously was there, right and up, yeah. blink, and they're gone. Um, I know I'm missing more examples of this over time. If they come to me, I'll bring them back. But do you think Kansas City fits into that description of a team that we thought was going to be there for so much longer, but they've kind of dealt themselves a poor hand here with the lack of playmakers beyond the two they have. Do you think their window is closing as fast as those other teams, or do you think that this is just kind of a blip in the radar and they'll be back in the running the next couple of years? I think it's an interesting talking point because I could see it going either way, to be honest with you. But I mean, what do you think? I think, I think it's just given the lack, you know, they haven't really improved. Like they've just kind of kept mostly the same, like you said, the Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. And um, and that defense has just been a glaring, you know, hole for them this entire entire season. Um, have, was I gonna was I expecting Mahomes to be tied with Zach Wilson for most interceptions in the NFL? No, um, but it's been pretty surprising, and that you know that he's has been throwing this many interceptions. He's been ma- making bad decisions. Um, they did improve the offensive line, so but it just seems like he's getting tackled and he's on the ground almost every play. So. Um, I think that I don't think they're gonna, you know, be back in the lottery, you know, draft in top five, but you know, like Seattle where, you know, they're a fine team, but I don't think we've called them contenders at any point this year when Wilson was healthy. So I think they're, they're going to be kind of, kind of that team, especially with how, with his uh, contract hitting here, yeah, right? What's going to turn up here. It's going to turn up and it's going to be harder for them to improve. So yeah. Going to get into big numbers there. Owen, are you siding with that? Yeah. So I think we should put this in context. Um, because going into this week, they had one of the most productive offenses in the NFL. Like I believe they were averaging the most yards per play out of any team in the league. So clearly the offense, you know, this week, notwithstanding was really effective at pushing the ball down the field and scoring. Um, and so to me that the issue is more on the defensive side of the ball, but I think when you look at those teams, Phil, that you're mentioning, I think a common through line is that a lot of times it's with rookie quarterbacks. Like, Like we look at, uh, Russell Wilson, who was drafted in 2012, um he was on his rookie deal i believe when they were in the super in the, those two super bowls right so they were able to afford yeah. big high level pieces on the defensive side of the ball um and you look at obviously kansas city with patrick mahomes on a rookie deal you look at josh allen and who has and the bills who have one of the top defenses in the league it's a lot easier to build around a guy when they're not making as much money and so next year when that extension kicks in and he makes you know he's the, becomes the highest paid player in the nfl I, I could see a situation where the Chiefs almost become like a Seattle situation where it's, you know, you have a great quarterback and maybe one or two great pieces on offense, but, you know, you're going to have a mediocre offensive line. You're going to have a mediocre defense, and that's not going to win you championships unless you, you know, make a decision like Tom Brady where you're willing to sacrifice money to keep your guys together. Um, I think it's really hard to win in the league, and I think their window is 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 it's closing. And I think we kind of took it for granted based on how dominant they were, but this in the NFL, it's nothing lasts forever. 
even if you're Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, yeah, that's and how I see it. He in, he inherited a great situation. Like they were good with Alex Smith, and they were very productive with Alex Smith. They were going over ten wins pretty much every season. He didn't inherit, you know a garbage team that didn't have much of a chance to do anything and he was dragging them right and now you sort of see some of those pieces get older and start to leave like kelsey's not exactly looking the exact same at least to my eyes he's not you know they were they can't have sammy Watkins anymore they don't have that luxury and you mentioned they pay all that money for the offensive line well you know he doesn't have he might have the time to throw but the receivers aren't the same quality they're not yeah. gaining the same separation anymore he has to try to make things happen by himself it's not happening when the defense can focus on hill and kelsey only i mean they don't care if miko hardman does anything miko hardman hasn't done anything for three years byron so Pringle. Yeah, byron pringles yeah exactly so that i don't know i think this year i don't know how they come out of this hole because I, they're obviously not as bad as they're going to look today today was a, a yeah, kind was, of an anomaly yeah but outlier. i think it's going to be really interesting to see beyond this year how like how do you even try to improve? You're 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 going to be dealt a really bad hand with the money that you have, and you you locked yourself into the team that hasn't looked great this season. Kelsey on long term, Hill on long term, NFL contracts are all relative, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, other side of that coin is Tennessee, though they absolutely righted the ship today. Wins against Buffalo and Kansas Yo. City in six days. I mean, credit to them. That's pretty impressive. Yep. I did not think they had that in them. Yeah. No, I I said it last on the pod. Uh, I couldn't register that they could beat the Bills and the Chiefs in six days, but they didn't. Honestly, credit to Tannehill. He, I think he looked pretty good today, um, was tossing the ball around. Um, I mean, Henry had an okay game. He, he didn't have a crazy game like he did against the Bills, you know, rushing for three touchdowns. But um, I think, you know, Tennessee's improved here, and they're, they're honestly looking pretty good. So um, credit to them. Yeah. AFC, bit of a logjam right now. And again, I'm going to tease it again. We'll talk about it later. But Owen, what'd you have about Tennessee there? Yeah, I would. First of all, I want to shout out the AFC South Revenge Tour here because I know I'm not the <laughs> only one on the pod who thought this is going to be the worst division of football. And it looks like there's two quality playoff level teams at this point. So that's, you know, when we eventually go through our like apologies or our midseason kind of checkups on our old takes, that, that'll be up there for sure. But to me, this game told me more about Tennessee's defense rather than their offense because we've seen all year you know us three could probably score on the kansas city chiefs defense like they they, they, they don't they can't stop up nosebleed like mm-hmm. they, he Tannehill was throwing it wherever he wanted his receivers were running all over that defense getting open any you know in the middle up the seam they were doing whatever they wanted on that defense and so i was just impressed by um the kansas or the uh, tennessee pass rush they were able to get pressure all game and then just contain uh kansas city which like i said is it that was one of the most dangerous offenses in the nfl going into that game so that's a good look for a defense that was earlier in the season i think statistically one of the worst team defenses so i think that really bodes well for the championship hopes i think tennessee has to be you know a top contender in the afc at this point it does it's it's crowded at the top uh, last thing on this game, uh, last week, we I mean, I heard the announcer saying during the game, Mahomes has six straight games with an interception. Well, last week, if you listen to this show, you might remember Randy Mahomes made the declared that that wasn't an interception. Yeah. So it's actually one straight game with an interception. But even then, the pass today hit a guy's hands yeah. on its way. So it's actually no straight games with an interception. Mm. And he's not leading the league in turnovers with Zach Wilson, like you said. Yeah, you're right. You're he's right. one below. Yeah. But, you know, I hate Thanks. to be a stickler about these things, but <laughs> Randy Mahomes, I got you. Gotta keep us in check. Yeah, exactly. If we can secure Randy Jackson, Patrick on is in the banana chair right now, it could be huge. 
So I got to make sure we do our due diligence. Jackson teaches us some dances, maybe? That sounds like a big episode. Sounds like numbers. Mm -hmm. So I'm down for that. Cincinnati 41, Baltimore 17. Speaking of impressive wins, Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, six and a half point dogs going to Baltimore. Run their show pretty good, I thought. That was uh, quite a performance. It was pretty close for the first half, but second half, Cincinnati does it big. And like we mentioned there with uh, San Francisco, they look great ahead. Baltimore is another team that looks real good ahead that when they get behind, it can get a little trickier for them. Not, I think they have much higher ceiling than San Francisco, obviously, but mm-hmm. still you got to mention it. Cincinnati, 5-2. and two. Defense did a great job today. Burrow was thrown for over 400 yards. Chase had over 200 yards receiving. Oh, and you go here because your boy is Chase. You picked the Bengals over beginning of the season. We all picked the Bengals under. Just uh, have a moment uh, in the sun here for the leaders of the AFC North right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Who saw it coming? Oh, Owen did. I did. I well, I, I you know, yeah. I, I like to keep it honest with the viewers. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> um, no way. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a shock, but I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've always been a big Chase guy. Uh, I remember watching him in college. He was, I, I, I've talked about this before, but I mean, he won the Blitnikoff Award. Um, shout That's out to right. our early viewers. Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. So he was the best receiver in college before he was even eligible to get drafted. He was better than Justin Jefferson, who was a great receiver. And I think that's kind of manifesting now in the league. But he's just, uh, I think he's a special talent. I think he's somebody that's going to be around in the league for a long time and has a chance to uh, finish his career wearing a gold jacket. I think he's a really, really special talent. And I think Joe Burrow is, uh, Joe Burrow is, he's a star, man. He's really, really good. He's, He's a very good quarterback. He makes all the throws that you ask him to make, and I think he's uh, he's uh, he's somebody that is uh, he has all the intangibles that you want a quarterback to have. Where he's he's got you know the grit and toughness to make plays down the stretch, and uh, and then that defense has been uh, just a you know way better than everybody expected them to be. They're one of the, we mentioned this last week, but you know statistically they're one of the best defenses in the AFC um, when you look at points allowed and, and and all that. So it's I think this is another team that could seriously contend in the AFC. I know there's like maybe they're not in the same league as like a Bills or a even a Ravens, even though they beat them this week. But uh but I think they're you know they're a serious contender and I think they should be taken seriously. Owen's one Colts victory away from saying they're seriously contending in the <laughs> AFC. They, you like them all. So shout I do, out to you. I do. you're just a big AFC guy. I do I'm a I'm a sucker for the AFC. What can I say? You cheer for them in the Pro Bowl, so you yeah, know, I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cincinnati, they're for real. You you with them there? I'm I'm with them. Yeah, I don't know about you know contender just yet, but you know maybe next year add a couple more pieces and just keep getting stronger. Like Owen said, Burrows looks so good. He looks so comfortable in the pocket. Like he just steps up, moves around. Like it looks really good. Looks really good. And I mean, obviously having a weapon like Chase helps. Uh, Uzoma's had a couple good going good games. So yeah. shout out to tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. And, and and their defense, like I didn't, I honestly didn't expect their defense to be this good. Every time I uh, they turned the game on for red zone, Lamar was running, uh, running for his life. And you know, you now granted, when Lamar runs, it's still dangerous, yeah. but they still held them to seventeen points with Lamar running all over the field. So, um, really good. And uh, yeah, this was kind of like, look, I think the Ravens are probably still a better team than than Cincinnati. But uh, like I'm still not really ready to commit to the Ravens being a lock for like a Super Bowl or anything. So you know I still think there's stuff to improve for them and work on. Um. So, but yeah, super impressive win by the Bengals. Yeah, and Owen talked up how good Chase is. He said Gold Jacket. Usually I would say whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I, I, I mean. 
the guy's he's a special talent. We okay. were talking we were talking about it. His one touchdown lo- looked like a Madden glitch. Yeah, he just yeah. slipped right through. Everybody. Slipped right through everybody. I Crazy. Mean, he's he's a heck of a talent, and like you said, I can't say enough good things about Burrow. I mean, we sort of saw the makings of it at the beginning of last year. I mean, he had. I mean, Jim and Joe helping him on the offensive line <laughs> last year. But, I mean, you sort of still saw, like, the guy is an absolute, like, leader. The guy can, t- like, grasps the locker room. We saw it in college. You're seeing it right now. I mean, this is really impressive. He's uh, a freaking tough guy. Coming yeah. off the ACL, throat contusion sounds like the scariest thing in the world. Yep. And he's got his boys buzzing, so shout out Joe. Mm, no fear. Yeah. He's got no fear at all in his game. It's it's nice. It's mm. good to see. It's, he's a fun yeah. player to watch. Absolutely. I remember when Colin Coward told me he was going to be worse than Tony Romo. That was interesting. Uh, I digress, though. I digress. Um, now, listen, That what was that, three games that were interesting? Yeah. The rest suck. So yeah. uh, enjoy a big bowl of suck for the next uh, couple games here. Oh, sorry. Can I just say Colin Coward tweeted that his daughter was at the game? Yes. And she got a picture with Joe Burrow's mom, so... So now we'll take that however you will. So yeah. I had to throw that in there. Now he's probably a big Joe Burrow. Yeah. Fan. That's usually how these things go. That's why I like Trey Lance so yeah. much. As Owen mentioned on the first three episodes of the show, callback. <laughs> um, Green Bay Packers 24, Washington football team 10. Coming into this one, you'd honestly think like Green Bay, they're going to run the show. They won by two touchdowns. If you didn't watch, you'd think, yeah, uh, football team. Weirdly ran 20 more plays. They had more time of possession. There were six fumbles in the game, and the football team picked up four of them. Uh, you hear that. You think, how'd they not win? Uh, one of four on fourth down. Couldn't move the ball worth a dime in the red zone. Capped off by the worst play of the yeah. day. Heineke on third and goal takes off. Nobody within five yards of him. Dives for the pylon. Does the Lambo leap. One problem, bro. Knee was down at the one, so you're going to have to run that back and rescind your Lambo leap. Fourth down fumble. I mean, it's just classic football team stuff. I would feel bad for them, but Dan Snyder is such a scum, so I'm not going to feel any bad at all. But uh, Green Bay wore fancy uniforms. Really nothing to say here. It's kind of a typical Packers win. Not really that impressive. Still win by two touchdowns. Eh. They're looking like the Edmonton Elks out there. Yes, they. thank you, CFL. This is a Canadian show, so... They took a page out of the Elks books, right? They did. Copying the uniforms, so. (laughs) Anything else on this game? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but just. Oh, you go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just going to say, like, Tyler Taylor Heineke, man. I mean, it's that's what his career is. Like, he had a sick throw to Terry McLaurin. Great. That was gutty. That was, like, let's go. And then he chokes it. He's basically Jared Goff, I think. He's like a smaller, more tattooed version. Smaller, more tattooed version of Jared Goff. And he just chokes it at the end. And it's tough. It's so hard to see. But like you said, the Packers, man, they this wasn't even one of their close to be one of their best performances, and they still pulled out a win. Yeah. It was so, more about the football team today. So great job. But he did lead uh Washington in rushing yards with ninety five. Ninety five so rushing yards. That's insane. Oh my god. I didn't god. even know that, but that's crazy. And all game they were talking about how important it is that he's playing in Lambeau. Because he was emotional. Yeah, they said and he was a Red Favre fan. Yeah. Jumping in uh, yeah. to the... Like, he couldn't wait. Diving for the pylon, though, with nobody around you, yeah. like, maybe save that one. He knew he was down, but he's like, ah, oh, no one saw it. Like, yeah. I'll, if I jump in, they'll just call it a touchdown. You know, it's bad when they go to the goal line cam and they're like, the announcers just let out a collective. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's coming back here. <laughs> Anything on this game, one? Yeah, no, I just... Um, I feel like I saw, like, the entire second half of this game because Washington was just always in the red zone and uh, they were like always going for it on fourth down and never converting. And then they would like turn the ball over and then like there'd be a little break 
And then like three minutes later, it'd be like Chris Scott would come back on and be like, we got third and goal. And Taylor Heineke fumbled it. <laughs> like, okay. Like, all right. Scary accurate. Yeah. And the score just like never changed. So I don't know. It was a weird game. Um, speaking of the rushing yards, uh, I want to kind of um, give myself a little shout out on the fantasy okay. front because I said that uh, Gibson was going to be a bust, that he was not worth all the hype he was receiving. And I know our friend Adam Banani is not here right now, but hopefully he can hear this somehow and i know phil you were on the you were on the gibson bandwagon but uh but yeah told you so you did you i can't beat those allegations you're right my bad <laughs> um atlanta falcons 30 miami dolphins 28 the falcons won this game and continue their march to be the most uninspiring 500 team of all time mm-hmm. uh the dolphins man good god almighty i don't know what happened there but they were in position to win and you know it's bad when the falcons are hitting game winning plays against you the falcons in the fourth quarter working the two minute drill um big development for the falcons though they're three and three and 500 they're sort of Mm. i mean their wins are really not impressive as i said they're an uninspiring bunch right now but the big big development for them for them today was Pitts looked fantastic that guy looked yeah he, he was ripping up the field ridley was quiet ridley's still a weapon you know if they can get both of them going i think they're in pretty good shape matt ryan's capable the defense was all right today maybe they're figuring things out a little bit i mean they you think they can kick around 500 this year or no i mean there's really not much else to say about this game, but you think they kick around 500? I mean, I don't know. They could sneak out some wins. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They've got some, you know, they've got the Lions, the Jags, win, uh, win. Panthers could be a win too. They play the Panthers two more times. So those could both be wins because the Panthers are just crap right now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Pitts has been so good. Yeah. Like he's really come around. And I feel like they're using him a lot more, which is what what they needed earlier in the season. It just didn't seem like they were really going to him as much. But I mean, he had a couple matchups against Xavier Howard today and just sh- shredded Xavier Howard. Just yeah. Xavier Howard, he's a great defensive player. And uh, he didn't make an impact on Kyle Pitts at all. So um, he's definitely that unicorn that we're seeing. And, you know, Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. He'll he'll still have a good game here or there. But, man, two are throwing four touchdowns and yeah. still coming up short. Yeah. I mean, he looked okay today. He yeah. threw that one. God forbid an interception. Yeah. But you know what? Other than that, better yeah. than I thought from Tua. He's kind of like Carson Wentz. He never met a play he couldn't make. So yeah. I mean, credit to him. Owen, what do you think of the Falcons or the Dolphins? Um, you know, I don't really think about them a lot, to be honest with you. Not but uh <laughs> but I think it could probably kick around five hundred. I think one thing interest one interesting thing about the uh Dolphins is actually Xavier Howard, because you mentioned Alex that last year he was one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he was uh rated the best uh corner in football by pro football yeah. focus and he had like i think yep. he led the league in interceptions as well so he was great um but this year it's been like a complete regression to the point where he is one of the worst defensive backs in football he's given up i think uh i think the mo- he's, he's he's leading he's up in up in the top echelon of you know yards given up this year so he's been really bad which yep. I, I mean i guess it's kind of a tangent but there it's just kind of a microcosm of how bad they're how much their defense has kind of regressed reminder that the dolphins don't have their first round pick it's going to philadelphia so mm. there you go just quickly had to throw that good in luck there. trading for watson yeah sorry dolphins fans <laughs> i think they get the philadelphia pick back so that might just be a little swap of like the third and the fourth pick in the draft so you know what who cares in the end um the, speaking of the eagles they lost to the raiders today 33 to 22 um again not as close as the store would score would indicate owen locked in the raiders that's why he gives the fist pump for those of you watching on the tube um Post Gruden Raiders looking good again this week. Alex, your boys five and two, 
tied for the you're in the division lead if I'm not mistaken because the Chargers yeah went on by yeah uh, how are you feeling five and two new coach feeling good um I w- I wasn't sure how it how it all panned out but it's looking good like the boys are uh, are playing real well we didn't have Waller today and Foster Moreau showed up and he was a guy that uh, Derek Carr was hyping up um and he was saying who's gonna have an impact this game and he actually said Foster Moreau will and Foster Moreau did pretty good so um Zay Jones was playing good Hunter Renfro just still still great so we have weapons and Kenyon Drake was running well today too so um playing in front of that home crowd um a car looked good car looked good I don't know like I, th- I still obviously I still think the Chargers are better I don't like you know it'd be great if we could win the uh win the division here but um you know I don't think a wild card is out of the question with no, uh, being what is it five and two now yeah. so you know pretty good yeah no kidding do you think you're better than Kansas City that's that's the question that's a, that's an act like that's genuinely a question like like they beat Kansas City last year and the, that was a really good I Kansas remember. City team and Kansas City is not very good this year so I, we haven't played them so it, that that's going to be a very interesting matchup to see yeah could, I think the Raiders are a pretty good team this year like could decide some playoff position when yeah teams for sure uh the Eagles Oh, and if you want to attribute to this you've been on the Hertz bandwagon both of you I've never yeah. been on the Hertz bandwagon I I personally don't think he will probably continue in that post as a starting quarterback beyond the next two weeks. I think they got Minshew ready to go. They got Flacco ready to go. Either one is good for, you know, good memeage. So, I mean, I'm I'm down for either one to come in. But what do you make of the Eagles here, Owen? This was a pretty lackadaisical performance by them today. They just got bossed off the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would bench Hurts. I think he's been... I mean, he clearly hasn't been, you know, great, but, you know, he's threw for 236, two touchdowns, no interceptions this game uh, with 61 61 rushing rushing yards. Yeah, so it wasn't a bad game. I mean, he obviously didn't do enough to win. He only completed 18 of 34. So uh, clearly, you know, he's not at this point, but I think it serves your team better to give him more reps than it does to give Joe Flacco more reps. So, yeah. so yeah i mean you know this team this year is not going anywhere as much as i would have liked them to so i would say let let uh jalen hurts finish out the year and uh you know get build up some sort of connection with devonta smith and then uh, win as many games as you can and kind of get build some momentum going into next year that's all i can say about this team nothing special here that's a respectable take i can get behind that all day i i personally just don't see i don't see it with hurts so i i would like to give Minshew a go but you know what whatever we'll see so there's a big piece about that as well but whatever uh LA Rams 28 Detroit Lions 13 um listen Lions kept it oh 19 thank you sorry my bad it's been a long day (laughs) um Lions kept this one closer than you think but I did want to say that the highlight of this game was Dan Campbell scores a touchdown on the first drive of the game unreal comes out surprise onside Lions recover. Typical Lions, they move it like one first down and then they have to punt. Fake punt, first down. (laughs) And then the announcer said, don't know if you guys caught this, I wrote it down. They said that Dan Campbell was telling them in their Friday meetings that he wanted to uh, steal possessions from the Rams. The visual of Dan Campbell sitting in the meeting, like not being able to hold in the secret that they were going to run the fake plays. He just had to use some secret code words, like stealing possessions and give them a little hint. had me dying laughing he's had this in his mind since monday morning 
and he drew him up and he went three for three because they ran one at the start of the third quarter as well. So shout out to Dan. Listen, the thing is with the Lions, I swore them off on the last episode. I talked to, you know, Lions fan, Tony, who you, everybody, the listeners of the show should know from his appearance in the summer. Um, he was down, but the thing is, you know what? This team had no personality for so long. They had Jim Caldwell as their coach. They had Matt Patricia as their coach. They were a lethargic group. This team, they try. You know they care. They stick around. They might be just miserably bad. But you know what? At least they have an identity and a personality. And they don't give up. That's the extremely low bar I've set for the Lions as a franchise. It's like the step from zero to one. Do you have an identity? Yes, you do. You try really hard. So I'm going to give them points for that. Shout out to the Lions. But, I mean, again, this is Godzilla against the ant today. So, I mean, tough tough luck. They almost pulled it off, though. Anybody? They, they, they put up a good fight. They like, did. it was respectable. And I don't want to honestly undermine. Like, I think it is important to set that culture, though. Mm-hmm. The and, and I think it's going to suit them well going into the future. I think Campbell's probably going to stick around here for a lot, a lot longer. Um, and they'll probably get a sick pick. Like they'll they'll definitely get a great pick this year. And um, they're a great team that competes. They were running the ball all over the Rams today. The Swifts like legit. they got whatever they wanted. Mixed in a little bit of Jamal Williams in there. Um, uh, and and you know Goff again looked okay up until you know the last portions of the game there where he throws into like freaking triple coverage at Jalen Ramsey mistake mistake I think that's fair to say mistake and as Phil alluded to I mean the look on Dan Campbell's face after that interception he looked like he was gonna cry he had the Carson Wentz red face going red face and the eyes were just like like ready to pop like he was ready (laughs) to cry a river man it looked so sad because as Phil said he he went three oh. for three on his plays that he, he drew up. He puts he's his been heart into this. Nobody team. cares more than Dan Campbell. Yeah, nobody exactly. Exactly. So you feel for the guy in yeah. a situation like this. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Detroit is America's team. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that. Yeah, it's the Canada's world's team, team at this point. Canada's team. Canada. Yeah, we'll plant the flag because everybody loves this team now. And you said it, Phil. I think this team, Dan Campbell is working with. You know, he's trying to cook up a three course meal and he's got, you know, mayo and he's got like, <laughs> he's got like spaghetti noodles. Like he's got nothing to work with here. And so, Ke- mayo, ketchup, and spaghetti noodles. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's trying to cook up like a few ripples. Yeah. 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 He's got some multi grain chips. Like, you know, Phil could probably cook something up that he would like, but Dan Campbell's trying to cook up like a five star Michelin <laughs> meal here. Oh, you're gonna And uh, he's, he's doing everything he can. So it's nice to see. I think he's a good coach. I think they found their guy. Um, which I think is good because Detroit hasn't been able to say that in a long time. So something to build on. And the one negative is that I don't, you know, we're going to have to stick around another year because there doesn't look like there's a good enough quarterback to take first overall next year. Like the quarterback class looks, I mean, Spencer Rattler was the guy and now he's going to get, he's not even going to get, he's not even going to declare for the draft. <laughs> he's so not gonna, yeah. He's not good enough to start for Oklahoma. Well, that, I mean, he, he might be good enough to start for the Lions, let's be honest. But anyway. But they'll they'll probably get a, that pass rusher on Oregon. I don't remember his name. Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. So, good on. Which you know that's you know it's franchise pass rusher. So I don't know. There's a lot to like about this team, and uh, you know I wish them luck. I hope they they keep it going moving forward, and they'll get a win this year. I'm confident. Yeah, they will. Canada's team. Shout out to them. You said they found their coach for a long time. Personality wise, yes. Tactically, TBD. TBD. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Browns 17, Denver Broncos 14. This was played on Thursday night. 
Broncos had their, or sorry, uh, Browns had their backup Case Keenum. Looked like Case Keenum. I've seen Case Keenum before. And it, <laughs> it looked the exact same. It was pretty much exactly what I had pictured in my mind. Um, Browns pulled this one out, though, not really entirely as close as the score would make it out to be. I watched pretty much this game in its entirety, unfortunately, and uh, I never once felt like the Broncos were really in this one or pushing to make this one close. To me, Cleveland, I mean, like we said on the last show, they're a hospital bed team. They had half their roster hurt, but this to me says a lot more about Denver and how low their ceiling is as a roster than it does about Cleveland. I know Denver's banged up as well, but man, that was just a real poor performance. If they had just, I mean, 10% more or better and they would have been in that one. But I mean, what do you guys make of this game? Oh, and if you want to shoot there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, uh, I missed the second half. So I just, I, I mean, no, I, I missed uh, like basically just the fourth quarter. So I caught most of the game and, uh, yeah, I think it definitely told me it's hard to evaluate the Browns, obviously, because they had um, a good chunk of backups in there. So it wasn't the team that they're ideally going to have moving forward. But uh, it did tell me a lot about the Broncos. And uh, this team is not uh, they should be at this point. They, their number one priority should be get Aaron Rodgers. They should be doing everything they can, making calls, making plans to get Aaron Rodgers, because they have really solid pieces on both sides of the ball, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not uh, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's just not. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember there was a drive in, I think the third quarter, where it was, they went three and out and the drive was like 45 seconds long. So the defense like came right back on huffing and puffing. It was like, they didn't even, you know, get a break at all. So uh, they struggled through the ball. Teddy Bridgewater struggles and uh, the jets make everybody look better than they are. That's what I'll say. Sam Darnold looked like a, everyone thought he was a star. Everybody thought the uh, and everybody thought that uh, Teddy Bridgewater was like and was like Tom Brady. So shout out the Jets, I guess, for that. And very charitable team, very generous. The Jets, the Jags, and the uh, I think it played the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah, that's right. You saw through it, but respect to you. Shout out. <laughs> I yeah, I just didn't think they were that competitive of a team. Just even from the start, like I get the three and zero, you know, whatever. They beat some pretty bad teams, but even from the start, I just I don't know. I Teddy's a good, uh, good 30, like fifth best quarterback breathing that can beat really bad teams. But yeah. when you need to beat some good teams, you know, not so much. And four straight losses here now is is not great. Is Vic Fangio on the hot seat? I don't know. Maybe I'd say so because this Denver team has had some expectations here now for a while, where they've kind of just mulled and stalled here the last four or five years and i mean they're the denver broncos you know they gotta figure it out here so um and they keep getting it kind of wrong with the quarterbacks so yeah there's it's i don't i don't want to say it's panic time but pressure's on there some people are losing their jobs that's for sure yeah yeah absolutely carolina panthers three new york giants 25 the game score was five to three for like a quarter and a half i wanted that to be the final so damn bad this game deserved a five to three final but uh you can just put your finger in front of the 225 so you take the two out thank you five to three (laughs) that's big um (laughs) the story of this one was really just sam darnold he got benched uh matt rule pulled him in about the fourth quarter there when they were down two touchdowns needed a spark they put in pj walker they said he was gonna darnold was gonna come back in next week and darnold would get the start next week but uh 
I heard Deshaun Watson's getting the start next week yeah, for the Panthers. Very well could be the case. Um, four straight losses. I think they're probably the leader in the clubhouse in the Deshaun conversation. You'd think it was Miami as of the last show, but one and six. I mean, you're not. No, no, no. You're not saving this season. It's not worth it. Carolina might as well just go ahead and do it. They need a quarterback mm. anyway. Um, I pretty unbelievable stuff here from the Panthers. Owen, you, you're not a Sam Darnold guy. You never have been. Just take your lap here. No, yeah, I did not watch a lot of this game. Uh, I was hoping it was going to stay the baseball score. I thought that was funny. I saw somebody on Twitter. They're like, oh, we love baseball scores in in, uh, in football when it was like 3-2 or whatever. And then yep. somebody replied when they when they his, kicked the field goal and said, big three-run home run by the Giants to make it 5-2. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that was funny. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... Sam Darnold, I don't really know what to make of him at this point because you see the flashes. I think you've always seen the flashes of Sam Darnold, like that throw he made last week against the Vikings where he was able to just push, like rifle the ball 30 yeah. yards upfield into a super tight window. And I think that's the kind of stuff that makes coaches and, and GMs kind of fall in love with a guy like that where he can make those type of throws with the size that he has and the arm that he has um, and and even the mobility. But, but you just mix that in with questionable decision-making and, um, accuracy issues, and, and that's kind of the story of of the game today for him. So I don't know what to make of him. I've never been a true fan, but I've seen – I see what everybody else sees with the flashes of greatness. So I don't know. You know, I don't think this team is great this year. I don't think they're really going anywhere. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not too sure what their next move should be with mm-hmm. Darnold, if they want to give him more time or, or – I don't know. I'm not not too sure. I wanted to mention this uh, Colin Cowherd tweet, third Colin Cowherd shout-out of the podcast – Let's go. This is our boy here, but I had to bring up this tweet. He said during the game, quote, would love to defend Sam Darnold. I can't. Too many dumb throws. Colin, all you've done for half a decade is defend Sam Darnold. I know you'd love nothing more to defend Sam Darnold in this situation, but you literally cannot. He was absolutely abominable today at every point in the game. Shout out Daniel Jones, though. Sick one-handed catch. Almost made you think they should be lining his ass up out wide next to Kadarius Tony, seeing some magic happen. Maybe put Tyne- Taylor Heineke in the backfield, see what that <laughs> offense could muster up. <laughs> like Maybe. Glennon toss it around? Yeah, let Glennon get back in there. Little Odell replacement with Danny Dimes. <laughs> could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Anything on the G-Men? Um, yeah, it's okay if you don't, you know. I think Colin Coward just loves Sam Darnold because he's such a big USC guy. It's true. Loves USC. Oh yeah. So Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. So he he loves Sam Darnold. But yeah, the Panthers are super disappointing. I hand up. I kind of believed in them, you and did. I thought this was the turning point for Sam Darnold. You drank the Kool Aid. I drank the Kool Aid fat. I locked them in. Embarrassing loss. And yeah, he was making dumb throws because he threw to uh, James Bradbury, and there was not a pan- one Panthers wide receiver within ten meters. So I don't know what he was looking at. He was probably seeing ghosts because he was at MetLife Stadium. It's Halloween. And it's Halloween. So and they can't run the ball. Like as soon as McCaffrey goes out, it's a complete disaster. Um, Yeah, it's it's tough. That defense that we were kind of hyping up. I mean, the Giants scoring 25 points on them. Yeah, it's not really it's not looking good. And they if I was the Panthers, I still think they have a talented team. And I I think they'd benefit from trading um, for Deshaun. I think so too. Give whatever, whatever they ask for, just do it. I like the ghost theory where it's he's back at MetLife where the ghost like it's like a haunted place for him. That makes yeah. sense a little bit. Bad mess and it's Halloween. Yeah. So. Ghost there. Yeah, yeah, you got to remember that. Uh, let's rip through these last three as quickly as we possibly can because they are all nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay thirty-eight, Chicago Bears three. 
Bears get absolutely stomped. This is just a classic rookie quarterback against a veteran coaching staff and a veteran defense. Tom was just playing for numbers, playing for fun, whatever. Story from this one. Tom Brady throws a 600th touchdown pass. Mike Evans doesn't know that it's his 600th touchdown pass. Oh, really? Takes the ball, gives it to a fan. Now, the trainer comes to the fan and says, hey, Tom wants the ball. It's a 600 touchdown pass. Can we get the ball? The fan, at the time, seemingly for free, gives the ball back to the trainer. Instead of holding out, maybe bargaining for like a picture with Tom. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, night yeah. at Tom's house. Maybe, you know, I mean, maybe that's, you know, reaching for the stars, <laughs> but whatever. Signed jersey. It comes out after the fact. He got a $1,000 gift card for the uh, team stadium. Listen, you can you oh. can do better than that, man. How about season tickets? How about, you know, I think I would have bargained for harder and I would have bargained better than this guy in that situation. I just wanted your guys' opinion on what you would have bargained for, to be honest. Uh, I need a signed jersey. I need a picture with Tom. Okay. I need a tour of the locker room, and I need season tickets. That's a good list. Owen, what are you shooting? So this was one of my losers or winners of the week. I don't remember which one I put it into, but somebody said that uh, that football would be a five hundred thousand dollars. So I just would have kept it and then uh, sold it at auction. Who's buying that for five hundred thousand dollars? Tom Brady. I don't know. There's a Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady might. Tom Brady might. I don't know. That's an inflated number, maybe. But I mean, if it's even in that ballpark, that kid's gonna. You could buy a lot of signed jerseys and a lot of season tickets and a lot of Tom Brady jerseys with a lot with that much money. So that's, I would have kept the ball. It's a bad trade deal. An, that's an inflated number and a deflated football. <laughs> oh, I, I like that. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw my chance. I had to take it. But I'm with Alex. Picture with Tom. Uh, tour, signed jersey tour of the locker room tour of the locker room six months stay in Tom's basement that's what I'm bargaining that'd for. be sick yeah, yeah. you can have avocado ice cream with Tom yeah eight time eight o'clock bedtime in the silk jammies that's what I want speaking of the Tom New England Patriots 54 uh, New York Jets 13 listen Bill Belichick you're not slick you're up by 20 in the, with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you scored 20 points this he's was, a sore loser this was not a 40 point victory okay buddy I'm not I'm not counting that let the record show this was like 40 to 13 or whatever um regardless I, I oh and this one's really you go ahead and drive the bus here because your boy Zach Wilson is out his PCL is currently being described as quote-unquote loose mm-hmm. um not a good thing. To that go the PCL. I don't know what loose means. What means does he's that got mean? like a pirate leg right now, and it could just fall off at any moment. He's going to need the big stick. Yeah, loose PCL. Um, Mike White is the backup. So uh, how are you feeling about your Jets? They, you have a sticker on your water bottle of the Jets, so you're kind of a fan of them. Just uh, this yeah, one's yeah. all for you. Yeah, I became a Jets fan. I'm a new. I'm an, I'm I'm like a recent fan, like a new fan. At the start of this year, I became a, a Jets fan. Um, so. I had higher expectations and obviously they haven't lived up to it, but, uh, but, but yeah, and you know, it's hard to see. It's hard. It was tough to see because uh, he threw a really nice ball. He, he baited out the PI, which was good to see. It's like a little bit of a veteran move there Underthrow the deep pass, get the PI. Um, and then he didn't really get, you know, on the other end, he just got taken out by Judon and, and, and got injured. So that was hard to, hard to watch, but uh, hopefully he's back soon because the team you know, losing by 37 points is not really fun. I'd rather we lose by 14. That's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's more your speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did say, I will notice Zach Wilson was wearing a shirt before the game that said all gas, no breaks. Not maybe, a lot of gas. Maybe mix in some breaks too. I think that that could be, could be handy. Oh, for and I wanted to ask you, when I saw the hits, I thought they were a little late. 
honestly, because I thought he got the ball out. And then Judon, like, he, Judon could have just pushed him, but Judon, like, completely just went and tackled him after, which I didn't think was necessary. And there was no flags on the play, so. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. I feel like yeah. what, by the time he released the ball, like, Judon was, like, still half engaged with the blocker, too. Like, yeah. it was, like, it, but, I yeah. mean, Zach Wilson's not, he's a tough guy. He's not the type to, to complain to the ref, so. You know, he went out. He went out like he comes in. He comes cool. out, went out like a tough guy. It landed. It landed. You did a good job. Um, last game, uh, Arizona Cardinals thirty-one, Houston Texans five. If you have a take on this game, you go ahead and tell me right now because I don't have one. Oh, actually, I do. I do one. Uh, this was a scoregami. So congratulations, thirty-one to five. It's off the board. Anybody? Literally anything to say about this? Hand up. God, didn't watch it. Event. Didn't watch. Okay, you I mean? didn't. I don't care. Okay, there we go. And that was week seven of the NFL. It's in the books. Um, we'll see the Cardinals on Thursday night against the Packers. That is going to be a fantastic football game. I can't wait to watch that. Um, quick little exercise I wanted to do. There's seven playoff teams in each conference right now. We're through week seven. So I thought we I would just run through this as fast as I possibly can. I've got it pulled up here. Obviously, Buffalo's going to win the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's going to make the playoffs. Uh, AFC North, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. I think we can both say we'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Am I right there? Yep agreements afc south tennessee is going to win that division and make the playoffs more likely than not and afc west let's give it to the chargers right now and say that they'll make the playoffs alex you can agree yeah with i'm that? fine with that okay so that's five right there that we have five so then you got to pick two out of the rest of this pack browns raiders chiefs colts patriots steelers broncos all kind of half alive but pretty much dead so basically the ones that matter there: browns raiders chiefs colts which ones of those do you think you got to pick two? Which ones do you think will make the playoffs? I'm going with uh, Raiders and Chiefs. Three from the same division. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a loaded division. And it, it's, it wouldn't be a surprise if, if they make it. What are you going with, Owen? I'm going to go with the Raiders. And I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the Browns here. But I could see the Colts making mm-hmm. it. I think the odd one out here is uh, honestly, it's going to be Kansas City. I think so too. And that's, you know, goes against my better judgment. It's a weird thing to say, but I think that's just how it's going to shake out with the way they've looked. I'm in agreement. I'm going to go with the Colts because they have the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. I think they're going to walk in and they're peaking at the right time. And give me the Raiders. Just seems like kind of a down year for the Chiefs and the Browns. But I mean, it's kind of a toss up between. Let's those go, four. guys. Let's go. I really, you guys got me hyped. Both you picking the Raiders. Let's go. Uh, yeah, you deserve Wearing it. Wearing my Bears jersey, but whatever. <laughs> or shirt. That's okay. Uh, NFC, again, seven playoff teams. NFC East is going to go to Dallas. Mm-hmm. NFC North is going to go to Green Bay. NFC South is going to go to Tampa Bay. And NFC West, Arizona, and the Rams will both make it. Any disagreements there? All no. good on those five? All good. Perfect. Okay, so then we got two of, and trust me, two of these teams have to make the playoffs. I, I did the math. Two of them actually have to. Um, the Vikings, the Saints, the 49ers, the Bears, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Panthers, the football team. It's an ugly-looking group. For me, out of that group, I'll give you, I'll buy you guys some time to think because trust me, you don't break any brain cells trying to think of this one. But I'm going to go with the Vikings, and I'm going to go with the 49ers somehow, Ooh. some way. But I don't feel good about either one. Uh, this probably isn't like the greatest, but I have to go with the Saints and the Vikings. Like they're currently in a in a playoff spot, but I look at the Falcons, the Bears, the Panthers, the Seahawks. None of these teams make me believe that they can make the playoffs. I think the Vikings are okay. You know, they, they played some the competitive games. They've got Cousins. Um, you know, move move the ball. They got some dynamic uh, players, and then the Saints just with with Sean Payton. 
you know, I think he could will the team to the playoffs. He's a great coach. Winston, little Winston Magics with uh, Camara. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with them. I, I often describe Jameis Winston as magic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What's your two there, Owen? Yeah, I agree with Alex. I think it'll be the Vikings and the Saints. Uh, Vikings, I think, are a bit like a cut above the rest of those teams. Uh, slight cut above. Good playmakers on both sides of the ball. And Kirk Cousins is uh, a very capable quarterback. And then the Saints, you know, they could lose out the rest of the games or they could go undefeated and blow the rest of the teams out. I honestly don't know. Uh, they're a really weird team, but uh, I think they, I think Jameis Winston does enough there to to get it done. And Sean Payton obviously has enough experience, so I like I like it. them to do it. Yeah. All right. So we sort of got a gauge on everything. We gave you guys an update on Week Seven. We're all up to date in the NFL. It's good. There's a Monday night game tomorrow. Saints and uh, Seahawks. I don't know. Might watch, might not. Not really that important. Anyway, uh, we're up to date on the NFL. Let's talk about the weekend as a whole. It's time for weekend winners and losers. Um, who wants to shoot first here? I guess I'll go. Okay. I'll, uh, I've got three winners uh, here. Big week of wins. Yeah. So my first winner is Dernish Johnson. Uh, I have it on the record that uh, you guys said we don't know his name. Now you do. Now we do. So that that's a win. Um, LeBron James also knows his name. Shouted out, shouted him out on Twitter. Um, he's my guy. Picked him up in fantasy, um, and I said that you guys would know his name, so I was right about that. Um, and he finished with the highest rushing graded game of the season in the NFL. So that's pretty sick. Oh um, yeah, highest grade. I didn't even know they graded running backs. I did, but now I sound me. dumb for not knowing that. But I didn't know that. Oh, I just I... thought they rated QBs. <laughs> so, but he finished with the highest graded game. Um, absolutely torched the Broncos for 146 rushing yards on 22 carries and a touchdown. Um, and it was a pretty great story because I think he played at South Florida, went undrafted, DM'd every single AAF team, American Alliance football team, um, for tryouts. And I think he ended up getting one contract, but didn't really do great. And then somehow made it on the Browns, got his chance, ran away with it. Now, I don't know what the Browns plan to do with him, but you know he made a name for himself. I think he'll stick around in the NFL. So Dernis Johnson's definitely my winner. So shout out to him. That's Great respect. story. Yeah. Uh, my second winner is me. Oh. I predicted that the Astros would be in the World Series. Um, I predicted that they will win as well. So it's looking good. And here they are. And here they are. They made it to the World Series. Um, and you know what? I actually honestly don't even know that much about baseball. I just kind of fall. You guys know way more about baseball than I do. So I kind of feel good that. What did Owen predict? I know you predicted the White Sox. Well, that was a pick with my heart. Oh, okay. But anyways, I feel good. What did you pick, Owen? I don't know if we predicted. I said I, I wanted either the White Sox or the Rays to make it. Oh, okay. I guess wanted yeah. versus predicted is different. You put the damn jinx on that one, didn't you? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Two sorry. Games combined. So I think I got my swagger back. Is this your fourth win of a weekend in the history of the show? I think it is. I think we're up to number four. In oh yeah, because I predicted Italy would win the Euros. Is, no, like, is I'm that talking. What you're saying, I'm saying weekends that you've won. I think you've won. Oh four. yeah, I've won a bunch of weekends. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. Egomaniac. <laughs> and then um, my my third winner is Jason Kelsey's advice. Um, I'm not going to name his name. We all know who Crumbum. Yeah. Um, he was asked about the crumb bump situation since Jason Kelsey's a really big Philly guy and he actually gave him some really good advice, you know, advice that I wouldn't have thought of or anybody would have thought of, or Ben Simmons would have thought of for that matter. Um, he, he said, uh, just play better man and the city will love you. So thinking outside the box, that's pretty good advice for life. Really? That's pretty good advice. Just play better. Um, and don't play bad. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, advice we could all 
learn from. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't think of that. Yeah, he's probably we, kicking himself. Right I can't now. take him seriously with his blonde hair. Oh, I just can't. Yeah, me neither. I, 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 I never no, took no. him seriously to begin with. He showed up to a parade <laughs> in a genie hat. I uh, yeah, I don't. I <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's my uh, third winner. Shout out to J.K. Owen, what you got for winners this week, bud? <clears throat> so my first winner this week are the anti super teams, and the flip side of this coin is the super teams. So. In the NBA, we've got like two major, I would say two main super teams in both conferences. On one side, we got the Nets. And obviously, it's uh, an incomplete super team because of certain decisions some of their, one of their players specifically has made. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, on the other side, on the West Coast there, we got uh, the Lakers with LeBron, AD, and uh, the rest Carmelo of the 2012. Anthony. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony, the rest of the 2012 <laughs> All-Star team. Yeah, the retirement. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Ontario. Um, and what surprisingly, so the season obviously is young, but surprisingly, the Nets are 0 and 3, and the Lakers um won tonight, so they won Sunday night, but they are currently sitting at one and two, um, which is obviously not what fans are expecting. And then you compare that to some of the newer teams that are maybe not necessarily super teams, like the Hornets or the Bulls, are now, and I believe the Suns as well are, are all sitting at three and zero. So interesting little turn of events there. Um, the maybe super teams aren't working out as well as some <laughs> as some people thought. And uh, inevitably, when LeBron gets a GM job after the season or after he retires, I suppose, <laughs> I uh, whoever hires him just maybe take a look at this year and maybe <laughs> think twice because oh. I don't know if he's got the. <laughs> not a good start. Not yeah, a not, good a great, start, but not a good. Are start. you saying that the Charlotte Hornets aren't a super team? Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Ooh, see, I don't know. I would not put them in the super team category. <laughs> they're they're knocking on the door though. Bang bang. <laughs> yeah, you got Gordon Hayward, dude. They Zeller. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they got Zeller. They got the Plumley. <laughs> yeah, Plumley. I think that's what I meant. Yeah, it's another white center. Anyways, um. And then my other winner, we we touched on it a bunch, but uh, the National Tight End Day guys, these are the guys who live the entire season just be for National Tight End Day, N- namely George Kittle, um, who he obviously likes to talk normally, but I think this is like I think he has like a calendar probably on his wall where he just crosses out days and he's got National Tight End Day <laughs> circled because oh my goodness, Phil, you mentioned the mic'd up, it's gonna be. I'm not going to watch it personally, but I've seen one before, so I know how it goes, and it is really annoying. Really annoying. Yeah, it's insufferable, but I guess, you know, I wanted to keep it positive, so these guys had their day, and, uh, you know, congrats. boy, George. I hope you're happy with what you've done, because nobody yeah. else is. Yeah, literally. Thank you. Thank you for it standing on that hill for us. Uh, my first winner is Alex Anthopoulos. He's the general manager of the Braves. And this is a very, very pro Alex Anthopoulos podcast. The man guided the Blue Jays to the greatest moment of, in Blue Jays history in my lifetime, mm-hmm. um, which was an ALDS win. Shows you how sad. Whatever, whatever. That's not oh, here. It's not that. That, that's not here or there. Bat flip was sick. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's like we went to the World Series it, almost. Better. Yeah. Um, he leads the Braves to World Series. When he got there in 2016, they really weren't too much of a team. They obviously go out without Acuna. Again, this is really just about Alex Anthopoulos. The guy's a winner. He knows how to do it. Goes for it at the right time. Shout out to this guy, man. Mm. I it, Listen, I, I don't know who I'm cheering for yet in this World Series, but if the Braves win, I'll be happy that that guy got a ring because he deserves it. Respect to him. And my second winner 
is the festive score clock. If you don't know me, you don't know that I am an absolute fiend for the festive score clock. It's literally what I live for. Now, listen, this is a little bit of a preemptive winner because it's not happening this weekend. It's going to happen next weekend because the games are on Halloween next Sunday. But the important thing is the festive score clock, if you don't know, the calendar lines up with the NFL season so that on Halloween they put like the pumpkin mm. or, the, or the Halloween lights or maybe a little bat flying through the screen. They put that. I'm a sucker for that. I love that. Thanksgiving, they do the cornucopia. They put the leaves and the turkey. In Christmas time, they got the lights and the snow. That is the best one. That is an absolute fantastic time of year. I love the festive score clock. I think I'm the only person who is addicted to it, but I literally <laughs> I count down the days until we get the festive score no, clock. No, no, I'm pretty addicted to it too. So like, good. Like 75% as addicted as you are. So I'm not 100 if you're 100% I'm 75, but it's freaking great cuz when you said that I thought we were like mid November. You got me fired up. No, I'm, so I'm not excited. even joking. I was like there's got to be Thanksgiving games next week and it's not even for another month. Yeah. We're ways off. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to get Halloween. So that's yeah, all that yeah, matters. that's a little treat. Yeah. Tr- trick treat. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. A- anything on those winners Owen? No. On the Alex and Topless thing you said you're not sure who you're cheering for. Uh why not? Listen, because he loves Dusty Baker too. I do love Dusty Baker, and the thing is, if the listen, it's good for baseball <laughs> if the Astros win and it never gets talked yeah. about the cheating again. It's better for the sport as a, as it was like it's better for the integrity of the sport if the Astros just say, "So what if we cheat in 2017? We won in 2021 with the no cheating." It's just better. Just cancel it out. They it, can give that one back and take this one. The story will go away, and it'll look better for Major League Baseball, which has a better chance of making it to my children oh, okay. than if this happens. I see what you're saying. Those okay. For baseball. baseball. Yes. For the better okay. man of baseball. Yeah. We could have this conversation about if they've cheated in other ways after that, but uh maybe for save it for another time. I want to plant my flag and say I'm a Braves Braves fan. Uh for anybody that was wondering. Okay. That's where my allegiances lie. Shout out yeah. to you. Braves fan Thank Owen. You. New yeah. man. Yeah. What's your losers this week? Um so I've just got one lo- loser loss loser here today, <laughs> and it's Penn State. And I'd say they're a nine times loser because they played a nine OT game oh. and they lost. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd rather just lose by 60 and nice. just hit the showers earlier than freaking playing like three extra games in the nine OTs <laughs> and then losing. And then Illinois, you know, they get the touchdown and the guys are barely running to them. <laughs> I chased you down. I'm tired. Yeah. But Penn state, man, nine OT. Wow. Dude, that's, that's my question. Show. I didn't watch this game. How is the final score 20 to 18 in a nine yeah. overtime game? That's also messed up. So did they just not score in the eight? Was that the first time they'd scored? Was the ninth overtime? Like I outside have no of the idea. I, I actually didn't even. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Believe it or not, I was not watching Penn State, Illinois as a Canadian citizen. I no. was just going to miss that one. Yeah. It was a close. But goal. I saw Twitter was yeah, wild. Yeah. And then just losing in the nine OTs, that's, that's a huge loser. So I can't imagine mm. I would be inconsolable down yeah. for weeks after mm. that. That's horrible. Low battery Owen, what you got. My stomach just growled. <laughs> if you heard that on the mic, that was shout out to stomach. If you hi. didn't hear that, then uh, <laughs> you missed out. It was loud. Owen, what's up losers. So I'm going to keep it on the college football beat. And my mm. first loser this week is uh referees in college football referees. I'm sure you guys all saw this. It kind of made the rounds on social media. But uh, there was a game between, I believe it was Iowa State and Oklahoma State this Saturday. 
And as he's running into the end zone, he's he kind of away from the defenders there. So he's, there's some separation. And he decides he wants to slow his run a little bit. Doesn't really do much of anything. He could he almost did. He almost wanted to do a high step, but it was like not really a high step. It was like a half. Uh, it honestly looked like he just slowed down and then kept running and then put his hands up like this. Um, so, you know, in the grand scheme of things, very tame celebration, very tame. Um, but the, the refs, I, <laughs> it's not the piece, but uh, the refs didn't seem to agree. And they called the uh, touchdown back for taunting, which absolutely nobody on the planet Earth agreed with. So refs are a little bit under fire right now for that call. And, you know, it just ruins the game when you're making petty calls like that on taunting, especially because for everybody who hasn't seen the clip, go watch it. It's like the most milquetoast celebration you'll ever see. It's like, lunacy, he, really. It's absurd so refs got to figure it out i just don't know how it doesn't cross the ref's mind that hey if i make this call i'm ruining the game like i'm just messing up the fun of the game the atmosphere the vibe yeah both sides are affected by that like i get as a ref that you know you most of the calls you make shouldn't be influenced by that but but something like that i mean come on man like weigh the like you got to outweigh it a little bit here as a ref your individual goal should be this game can't be about me that's making the game about you 100 percent, 100 yeah especially when the other team doesn't care like if if no team neither team cares why are you making a big deal of it especially mm-hmm. when it's not even noticeable yeah. it's a bit crazy but mm-hmm. but yeah my second loser this week is nfl fans this is a quick one the average margin of victory before sunday night today was 20.3 points so we <laughs> kind of touched on it i just wanted to break up the numbers but uh uh, the NFL did not treat us with good games today. It was, you know, tough. But, you know, it'll get better, I'm sure. The games will get R. better R. from here. RIP the 49ers fans sitting through that. Oh, the monsoon. Poop storm. Yeah, the poop storm, yeah. I mean, credit to us. I did say on the last show, if you had to skip a Sunday, skip this Sunday. Yeah, you called it. You better have that card. Yeah. Don't come complaining to us if you don't have that jail out of free card. Yeah, exactly. Jail out of free. Get out. Yeah, what is this saying? Get out of jail free card. <laughs> There we, we go. Two, times, two words in front. It's late on a Sunday night. That's yeah. okay. My losers this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Phil, Phil, Phil. I got one more. I got one more. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. jumping, jumping the, gun. the gun. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. My last winner this week, I want to sneak this one in, is uh, Humanity. So um, there was a, a sort of variety, which is like an entertainment um, publication, published a, a, an article this week that said the live action Fortnite movie will reportedly feature two sex scenes. So I first of all, hand up. I didn't know there was a live action Fortnite movie, um, but uh, apparently there is, and apparently it's going to contain two sex scenes. So um, don't know who needed that or who asked for that, but uh, I would just chalk this up as a, a big loss for humanity in general because this is a sign of I don't know, sign of some issues that we have got here. I think that what the hell that is indeed a loss and. Uh... That's all I've got to add. <laughs> okay. Well, Babe, I'm... let's take a break. I'm going to take a sip of this chug jug. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their demographic wrong 100%. They actually think people over 20 play this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can go for 20 minutes on this one, but we're going to go for 45 seconds. That's what we'll do. Way to go, everybody. Yeah. Um, my losers this weekend... Do I even read them after what I just heard? I don't know. Um, my first loser is 95 million people. Because wow. Because 95 million people followed Drake on Instagram. It was his birthday today. 
happy birthday, buddy. But you had a way of letting people know that I was rather not that fond of. A little bit of a spam. So you know what? 95 million people are taking an L tonight. Um, and my second loser, this one's huge. This one's actually going to tug on your heartstrings. Uh, Mac Jones, he's a loser. And this is because Jacoby Myers, don't know if you guys know this. He was His family was at the Patriots game today. His family goes to every Patriots home game. Jacoby Myers family. Jacoby Myers family. Okay. You're going, why does Jacoby Myers' family go to every home Patriots game? Jacoby Myers has been in the NFL three years, and he does not have his first NFL touchdown. Oh. He doesn't have it. So his family goes to every home game oh. hoping to see the touchdown. The Patriots get to the five-yard line today, and they cut to his dad in the crowd. I think he was with his brothers, and they're holding up their iPhones like they're going to record the first touchdown for Jacoby Myers. And Mac Jones drops back to pass and throws to Hunter Henry, man. And I honestly felt so bad for this whole Jacoby Myers family. Really one of the saddest things I've ever seen. He did not have a touchdown. He actually scored one last week, but it was called back. He's still without his first NFL touchdown. His dad is still going to every Patriots home game. I felt so bad. But Mac Jones, if you don't throw this guy a touchdown, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Feed Jacoby Myers next week into the end zone. I need to see it with my own two eyes. This guy's my new favorite player. I need him to score a touchdown. I felt really terrible. We're a Jacoby Myers podcast from now on. Huge touchdown watch, touchdown alert. And I mean, the fact that you were up like 40 against the Jets. Oh, let me throw to Hunter Henry. Let me make the right play. No, the right play is throwing to Jacoby Myers. Let's get it to 16. Come on, man. At what point does this become like a water boy situation where you just let him score? Like when the water boy comes in? (laughs) (laughs) Like a Rudy situation. Yeah, Yeah. Rudy situation. Everyone just stops playing. Like, go, Jacoby. Run it. (laughs) Run. (laughs) Please. I want to see it. Jacoby, please score. That's weekend winners and losers. Now we'll wrap as quickly as we can with what we're watching in Hot Take of the Week. But the World Series matchup is set. And what we're watching this week is probably the World Series. Game one goes on Tuesday. I don't know who the pitchers are yet. But as we mentioned, the American League is represented by the Houston Astros. And the National League is represented by the Braves. I don't care who wins. But either side, I'm cool with. I'm probably in the minority on that. Owen is Team Braves. Alex, you're Team Astros. Okay, yeah, because you have the part where that's obvious. All right, so we're a split room. Don't care, Braves and Astros, cool. But are you going to ease into this one? Are you going to be watching from game one, or are you going to kind of ease into the series, let it kind of trickle to you? Owen, you're the big fan here, so you go. I'll be watching game one. Tuesday, I don't have a lot uh, going on, so it's kind of like a freer night for me, so I'll definitely be watching. Um, So games go like four hours, so (laughs) I'm not going to let that happen to me. But sixth inning on, count me in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same here yeah same here baseball is ought to do a little better so come on guys i'll be it's a fall classic i'll be watching from the first all right we won't hate yeah that's what i'm about yeah but i saw the astros are the slight slight betting favorites Mm. so if you're into that at home uh that's that uh nba in full swing this week i just wanted to bring this up to alert the fans that tuesday night owen you said it's a free night for you you might watch the fall classic Mm -hmm. um bad news buddy uh set your dvrs because the pelicans are playing the t wolves okay book off everything in your schedule pelicans t-wolves this tuesday just had to alert the fans to that and uh is that, hold on is zion playing or is he still out out how long is he out for <laughs> probably like the rest of the season yeah. so i mean we'll see i mean it's week to week no timetable i think uh and lastly uh an nhl shout out a rare nhl shout out for the edmonton oilers completely unbiased uh, again, there's no rhyme or reason to me doing this, but actually when we started this podcast, we all decided that uh, if an NHL team started 5-0, and that we would shout them out. 
So I'm not here to say that I'm a fan of this team. I'm not here to say anything. I just want to uphold the standards and the integrity of this podcast by shouting out the 5-0 and Edmonton Oilers. No, no personal reasons behind doing that there. And the Florida Panthers, 5-0. and That's fake. So, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't count, eh? <laughs> yeah, the Sun Belt team doesn't count. Uh, hot take of the week. Let's do it, and then let's get out of here. Um, I can go. I'll go first. Once again, I've got a call back on hot take of the week. I had one the other week. I want to bring it back this week. For those who don't know, a Texans fan. You guys remember the Texans yes. fan who made an appearance about 10 episodes in? I actually I do a thing where I follow everybody who like I've I've okay. I've had their hot takes before yeah. because I kind of like their brains. Um so again, way back in the episode 10 range, Texans fan, I brought him in. Uh, this week, Vengeance he returned with and he tweeted on Wednesday, quote, "However bad you think Davis Mills has been, Zach Wilson has been far worse and he was oh. taken with the second overall pick." Davis Mills sorry hold on Davis Mills has also been much better than Justin Fields and not too far behind Trevor Lawrence in terms of how they've played this season and then in the replies the same guy says and the Patriots would definitely be better if Davis Mills was their quarterback as opposed to Mac Jones so basically you heard it here first Mac Jones should have been or sorry Davis Mills should have been the first pick in the draft like all these other quarterbacks are scrubs and the man with the neck is absolutely taking <laughs> over so shout out to this Texans fan I literally love this guy uh he's gonna come back again because his brain is big and bright I love this guy um but I actually have two hot takes this week mm. not to outdo myself okay. but this is a baseball hot take mm. so it's a little bit different Oh, and did you have a baseball hot take? I'm worried you might have this one. No, 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 I have a football one. Perfect. So this Dodger fan writes in on Saturday night after the team was eliminated to the Braves. He says, quote, Correa, scum. Altuve, scum. Jim Crane, scum. Scum. Yuri Gurriel, jackass. Okay. Dusty Baker, selfish. Rob Manfred, clueless. Dodgers, deserved better. Um. You signed Trevor Bauer to a $140 million contract, <laughs> and you cheated too. So you're in hot take of the week, bud. But that's all I got for the Dodgers. He's got he's to gotta make a rap song with that. Yeah, Correa, sure. scum. Uh, <laughs> Dusty <laughs> Baker, selfish. Yeah, he's got the bars. He's got a, that's a sick intro to a rap song. Trust me. Could be. Cook up a beat, buddy. 2021 world champions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go here um, because it's also about a rookie quarterback. It's a hot take. So I'm wearing my Bears, uh, my Bears shirt here. So I'm going to go go uh, go to bat for my Bears. Okay. Um, and it's 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 about Justin Fields. So this guy tweets, uh, it was actually a photo of Justin Fields. He kind of had, he kind of made a face. It was towards the end of the game. They were getting he crushed. Was, he was slouching pretty he, hard. He was slouching pretty hard. That's fine. He said, uh, would never ever want to want this to be the QB of my team. Pick up a pad. Uh, iPad, uh, uh, but he said pad. He didn't say iPad. I'm just making helping you pick up a pad, talk to a coach, look at what you could have improved instead of looking like that. Great players, even on bad days, never gives up or looks like he has. Your team feeds off your energy. Learn to be a leader. Look, I get. You know what? Maybe he shouldn't have slouched that hard. Uh, he got sacked four times. Maybe his back hurts. Maybe his back hurts. Maybe he lost to the. He got shredded by the Super Bowl champs. Maybe give him a break. All right, so don't don't go at my guy. Um, he also threw three picks, so don't go at my guy like that. Tell him to pick up a pad. Maybe you pick up a pad. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you see where you could be better. Yeah. Because I don't like your take. And how were you seated on the couch when you typed this tweet? Because were you sitting up straight? That's what I'd like to yeah, know. Yeah, you were probably slouching too. Making so, a face. So you know what? 
I don't know why you're going at Fields. Like he literally got obliterated. He was on the he's been on the ground this whole season. I mean, I get he got sacked four four times in this game, but he's been getting sacked four times every game. He's on the ground every time you look at him. So and whatever. He he's he's won all his life and he's kind of learning how to lose. But I mean, I think it's I'd never want him to be my quarterback. Come on. That's extreme. Fields is a is a decent quarterback. He I think he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That's extreme. I didn't love the slouching. That's probably the Davis admit. Mills guy, though. It could have been, but I didn't love the slouching, <laughs> I must admit. I thought it was a bit of a bad look, but whatever. Maybe I'm just a stickler. <laughs> I don't know. Do you write the tweet? Found my burner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what you got? Send us home happy. So my tweet this week comes from a guy, verified user on Twitter named Nick Adams. He's an author. His, his bio says best-selling author endorsed by President Trump. So not to get too political, but that's just a little bit of context here. Okay. And uh, he thought he would weigh in on the whole Deshaun jo- Deshaun Watson situation, and this is uh, what he he, he put his oh, he, put, he put his brain he put his brain to work here, and he cooked up an absolutely just wonderful take here. He said <laughs> Deshaun Watson has been accused of sexually assaulting over twenty different women, and NFL teams are lining up to trade for him. Tim Tebow is an upstanding citizen and an incredibly talented QB, and he can't find a job. Makes sense. Look, Tim Tebow. I mean. Won a national, ch- won two national championships. Okay. Yes. Won yep. a playoff game. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many? Na- Deshaun Watson won national championship, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm, I don't know. Let's get Riley Cooper in there fact. while we're at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get him in. Uh, yeah. AJ McCarron won two national championships, and he seems mm-hmm. like a good guy. <laughs> yes, he like a good guy. Yeah. 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 So he's asking the right <laughs> questions, pointing out that there's so I don't know, if the, not making sense. There's something's not adding up. Uh, yeah it's a political league yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not about the talent it's about the citizens it, it, and they're blackballing tim tebow yeah from the NFL. it hurts him every time he sees tim tebow on uh first take battling with Stephen a oh he's, he's like, like that guy should be out there playing. he's like that guy should either be under center or batting cleanup for the mets right now one of the two <laughs> batting cleanup all right sunday it's late i'm ready to call it it's a 10 out of 10 episode though i like being back with the og crew you know we miss adam we miss him on the ones and twos but you know what it's nice to get you know one of these every now and then we still got it done we did. We managed yeah. to squeak it through. I mean, there's a chance that the audio just didn't work because we don't have a producer, but you know what? Who cares? I mean, you guys will hear it if it works or if it doesn't work. We Ten should of- do an Adam impression from everybody. So, Owen. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> what do you think about Diggs? <laughs> yeah, you win. That, Owen wins. You win. You win. That was a champion <laughs> impression. All right, 10 out of 10 episode today. We'll be back again on Thursday morning, making some picks, doing some bozo and some genius. Sorry about the tough day in the NFL, everybody at home. But you know what? We'll talk to you guys again on Thursday morning. You guys enjoy the start to your week. Watch the Fall Classic. See you then.